is finally here, the postseason, and it starts with the Braves and the Phillies. Braves country's real, man. They love the Braves, and we love them. Welcome to the Braves Report, the new podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that takes you inside the clubhouse and gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Jay Black with our AJC Braves beat reporter, Justin Toscano, well-rested after a few days off. And we spent all season watching the Braves fight through a very tough National League East to win that championship, and they will start the postseason against the other team from the National League East. Yeah, it's always funny to evaluate how tough each division is, and sometimes we get a little bit of a look at that in October, and we certainly did this time as the Cardinals, who we had talked about on this podcast, is perhaps having some pixie dust and some magic for October or out after two games after the Phillies, who had to battle a lot in their own right down the stretch, uh, just ousted them. It's, it's going to be a fun series, uh, the NLDS, between the Phillies and the Braves. All right, here's the plan for this episode. We will discuss how the Braves are handling their fall break. Will Spencer Strider be on the roster for the NLDS? How much will the Braves' postseason experience come into play here against the plucky Phillies? And we'll have the tail of the tape, how these two teams match up from every angle. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome aboard. Glad to have you. Please follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode because we're going to have a lot of episodes coming out. A new show after every postseason game, so make sure you're there for every step of the ride. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The Braves Report is brought to you by Kroger, and Kroger has scary good savings for Halloween season. Save up to 20% on Halloween decor, lights, and, of course, your candy. Visit your local Kroger store. Go to Kroger.com slash Halloween. Before we dig into the series, now that we have seen the new wild card round, what do you think? I like it. I mean, as we sit here right now, there's one game three you know, still to be played, and that'll be the only game three. But I think when you looked at it, Across the board, some people might say, well, you know, they went two games. It wasn't that great. A few of those were great games. Like that Guardians-Rays game, awesome game. Walk-off. Uh, the Mariners' comeback against Toronto was insane. That second Phillies-Cardinals uh, game was good. I like it. Like, I think there's still a little bit of randomness in that, you know, who expected, we'll talk about this more, but who expected the Phillies to beat the Cardinals, who had been rolling. Um, but it takes it a little bit out. Like it takes a randomness out in the sense that there's more than just one game. And I think it's great for the sport to get so many people involved and a couple more markets involved in the postseason. Uh, and it looks like, like they're competitive, you know, and, and it doesn't look like anybody's, you know, completely out of their league in this. And so I, I honestly like it so far. It's, it's a weekend of three days of high stakes baseball and, that is highly entertaining, and we got what we wanted there. Now the question is, to me, what's the most fascinating part about how this how this whole thing will shape up is, what is the reward for the teams that have earned it? Is five days off going to be great, or compared to what the Phillies have now, which is a sweep in the wild card, and two days off, and they got to celebrate, and they're they're feeling good right now? Yeah, it. we don't have any data on that, uh, and right now it's only feel. Um when we talk 
talked about this and we looked at it heading into the postseason, you thought, okay, that wild card team's going to have to expend its pitching. They're going to have to do everything they can just to get out of that series. Well, the Phillies won it in two. And when you count the five day rotation, Aaron, uh, you know, Aaron Nola is going to be good to go again uh, in game three, unless he goes on short rest. Zach Wheeler will be good to go again game two if you want to do like that five day rotation. Um, and that's the NLDS. Um, obviously, neither team has released its probables, but the Phillies enacted kind of that exact recipe that they needed to, which was starting pitching to, you know, the bullpen for, uh, you know, an inning or two, a uh, couple innings, and kind of get their best guys in there. And then it really didn't have to expend much. Now, the as we sit here, the winner of the Mets and the Padres is going to be have a tough time in the beginning of that series in L.A. because that one's going to a game three or, you know. But I, I do think it's interesting because the rest versus rust argument, the Braves have been working out this weekend um, in attempts to, you know, kind of stay hot and avoid a lot of that. But the Phillies, like you're talking about a team that people said backed into the postseason. They said they weren't playing well, things like this. Now they go out and they beat the Cardinals. They sweep them at their place in two games. They get good pitching performances, a couple good offensive performances. One of them was a terrific comeback that completely changed the momentum in the series. And now they're coming to Truist Park with more confidence than they probably had after game 162. Um, and it's going to be fascinating because I do think it, there is a reward for being that team that gets out of the wild card series. I think you get a momentum boost and a little bit of a morale boost, but the, then again, the Braves have lined up, they can line this up, you know, and stack the deck however they want, uh, because they've had this rest. And the thing that would concern you about the Braves is we've said it before, they play best when they play every day. Um, not when they've had layoffs or things like that. And will that affect them? It remains to be seen. But I think the Phillies are a really dangerous team in the NLDS. Um, And I think part of that is because you took a roster that kind of backed its way into the playoffs by virtue of the Brewers blowing it, you know, worse than they did. And now, you know, they sweep, they showed what they can do. They sweep the Cardinals, and now they've got more confidence coming to Atlanta. Take me inside how the Braves have handled this week. What what have the workouts been like? How have they tried to keep that rust from building up? Yeah, so they Brian Snicker gave his guys a couple days off. So Thursday and Friday off. He was like, don't show up to the ballpark. Don't want to see it here. You know, if you want to come in Friday, whatever. But don't show up Thursday. So on Saturday, they got back to work. Um, so Saturday, Sunday, Monday, they will work out. Uh, the media will be allowed in on Monday, as is mandated uh, for the postseason. But Brian Snicker made it seem like it would be a lot of live batting practice situations. Uh, His players since 2020, he said, have come to like that. Um, And basically what that is is kind of just like it sounds, you know, pitcher and a hitter, and just just give them a bunch of at-bats and do that for the workouts. And so obviously they'll be, you know, working out in terms of stretching and, and drills and probably like some PFPs here and there, but or things like that. Um, or taking ground balls, wash, or whatever, regular batting practice. But the live ABs just give guys, live batting practice just gives guys a chance, you know, Max Freed to face Austin Riley, or Kyle Wright to face Matt Olson. Um, it gives the pitchers a good look at hitters and kind of keeps them a little ready. Um, but it also gives guys 
like, and I'm not saying those two, if they're starters, I don't know to what degree they would be doing live BPs, but you get the point. It gives hitters an opportunity to get at bat after at bat after at bat and just continue seeing live pitching. And it keeps them hot and keeps them ready that way. And so that's a lot of what they're doing. And they hope that doing that and supplementing this with a few days of workouts after that, you know, after a long season can kind of keep them out of that rust element of things. All right. Now let's set up the roster because I know that's everybody's favorite, favorite subject. And there's really like one question. And that is a Spencer Trier going to pitch. I think he will. Um, and after, so they, I think they feel optimistic. And Alex Anthopoulos said that uh, on a you know post game interview on Bally after the Braves clinched, he said that Spencer Strider feels optimistic uh, that he can pitch in the DS. And this was so this was Tuesday night, uh, so almost a week ago. Who knows? We don't know if he's had setbacks. We don't know to what degree he's gotten off a mound or what, where he is in his progression. We will find all that out on Monday, presumably, like from, you know, Brian Snicker. And so, but the fact that they were optimistic dating back to last week, that there was a chance he'd be on the roster, makes me think that he will pitch. Uh, and maybe that's in like an opener type situation. Or maybe they stack Bryce Elder behind him or something like that if he can't go full five or six innings um, just to get him out there and to use his arm. Or maybe they let him blow it out, not in the injury term, but let maybe they let him just let it fly. I guess that's a better term to use for an inning or two out of the bullpen. I think there's some way Spencer Strider is going to be able to make an impact in this series um, when you consider that it will have been almost a month since his last start. Uh, and I think, I think there's a lot of ways they could handle him, and they have a lot of options and maneuverability based on the roster that they have and the guys that they have. Where I think that he wouldn't need to pitch six or you know five innings even to make an impact in this series. So I I think he'll pitch. Like they've been optimistic about it. It seems like, and I, I think he will be out there barring a setback. One of the surprises that are on there because there's there's always some guy who who pops up that 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 nobody expected. I mean, like Kyle Wright last year in the World Series was the last man on the roster and see how that worked out. Dylan Lee. Will will they deviate much from the team that got him here just to get past the Phillies? I don't I don't think so. Now, so for those who don't know, teams can they'll have a stay hot group, a taxi squad working out at Gwinnett, and those will be the guys they can bring up to the playoff roster. Um so they use guys for matchup situations. They've done it before, yeah. Whether it be a Dylan Lee, Kyle Wright, they'll use guys when they think the matchup's right, uh, when they think they profile better against certain teams, whatever it may be. I don't see them deviating a ton from the group that got them there, and the reason why being Mike Soroka's shutdown, Ian Anderson is still dealing with that oblique strain uh, and doesn't appear like he'll be healthy enough to pitch in the postseason, or at least soon in the postseason. Um, and I think you've got, you've shown, guys have shown you what they can give. Like Jake Odorizzi's shown you a few great starts. Uh, Bryce Elder has shown you some good starts. I think you know what you have in those guys to the degree that I don't think there will be a clear surprise. Like to me, the surprise would be like, okay, maybe Jake Odorizzi makes the postseason roster and he's pitches well, or, or maybe Bryce Elder pitches big innings for them in this series. Um, but I think that 
the roster seems set, and there always seems like to be that surprise guy, especially with the way the Braves handle things. Um, but I think they're going to stick with what got them here because I think you're the benefit of this Braves team is that the roster is pretty much set. Like, I don't know if we'll see Adrian's on it, um, but I think, you know, Ozuna will be on it because he's got an ability to run into a home run here and there. But I, I just think that the look of this roster, it just looks pretty set right now. We know this. The Phillies have not hosted a playoff game in 11 years. They have not been to the division series in 11 years. For the Braves, now over the last five years, they've pretty much seen it all. I remember having this conversation with Snip before the Mets. I'm stressed, but it's a different level of stress because I've experienced, I feel like, every level possible. So, um, you know, I'm learning to manage it better, handle it better, um, because I just, I feel like we've, we've experienced everything. And he said the same thing, that our players have experienced everything. Um, and I think that experience now has really shown up. I think about that first year, 2018 in L.A. I mean, we were just, I look back to that, we were just like, everyone's eyes are wide, and, you know, we were ready to go compete, but it, we weren't ready like we are now. That experience has been, this clubhouse is so different. We were excited, we won, but it, everyone's just happy to be there. Now there's just, just an expectation, and I don't think you guys get rattled by anything. And, of course, it's GM Alex Anthopoulos. And, Justin, you also asked A.J. Minner, on a player's perspective, how you handle all these unique situations. There's no way to to make a younger guy uh, come into a postseason game and make them feel experienced. Um, there's nothing that they can do to replicate that feeling. You just have to go out there and, and experience it yourself. And for us, you know, a lot of these guys have, have experienced it, including myself. So that, that goes a long way. I don't think people realize how much of an experience it is. But, but at the end of the day, you just have to, you're going to be juiced up. Your drilling is going to be going in these situations. You have to learn to control that adrenaline, and control your breathing, and just slow everything down and not let the situation get too bad. And the only way you can do that is to experience those games and because they kind of feel just more like any other game. Even though the Phillies organization has not been here, it's not like their team is full of a bunch of young guys and rookies. They've got plenty of veterans who've seen – a lot of ball, just not necessarily a lot of this kind of ball. And I think that's the great equalizer for the Phillies. Um, they're not these up-and-comers. I mean, they've got young players. They've got, you know, an Alec Bohm or a Bryson Stott, guys who have helped them who are young and who have played big roles on that team. But when you get down to it, a lot of this series is going to be decided by the guys who have been there. It's going to be decided by Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, JT Realmuto, Kyle Schwarber. Um it really, for me, for the Phillies, it's about who shows up. You know, are their stars going to show up? They don't have the type of depth the Braves do in their rotation or their lineup, but they do have star power in that lineup and a couple great starters. Are they going to show up? Uh, and for the Braves, you know, I remember A.J. Minner in that conversation telling me that when you pitch in the World Series, the game is still the game. It's just that the World Series is an event. So when you turn on the TV in the hotel, everybody's talking about the game. And when you go to the ballpark, the media is there. The broadcast crews are there. So many fans are there. It's just a, it's a circus. And that, more than the actual postseason, is what makes it feel nerve-wracking, is, is what he told me. And I think the Braves have just pretty much experienced anything from beating the Dodgers to winning the World Series to being upset in the playoffs. Uh all of that means that they're going to be hardened for what is to come. 
and that experience is probably their best trait that they're going to be able to make this feel as much as it can like a regular game. But on the other hand, I think the Phillies, they don't have a lot of young stars. I mean, these are established major league veterans uh, and Bryce Harper, Real Muto, Schwarber, Castellanos, like even somebody like Gene Segura, who's playing in the postseason for the first time, but has been a great player in this game for a long time. Um, and I think that experience helps the Braves for sure, but I would not look down on the Phillies in this series because especially with them being hot uh, and with the roster they have, like they're just ready to make a run because of all the talent they have. We'll break down the matchups next. This is the Braves report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution brought to you by Kroger. What's so great about being a Kroger Boost member? Free delivery on the Kroger products you love and more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership, starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Learn more at Kroger.com today. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. All right, I told you that you know, we're going to have a Braves Report podcast after every game. Guess what? We're also going to be doing a pregame show on Twitter Spaces live at noon before every game. So tune into the podcast when you wake up in the morning to find out what happened after you went to bed. Get all the recap of the game before, and then we'll set the stage for you that afternoon at noon live on Twitter Spaces, which you can find on Justin's account, my account, and the AJC account as well. So we will have you covered on every angle on this postseason run. Wall-to-wall, pregame, postgame. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun to, to kind of keep everybody there along for the ride, and we'll be trying as hard as we can to update you literally hour by hour um, on everything and give you live reactions, live news, live analysis, all of that stuff. So make sure you're following along. It's going to be a lot of fun, um, and we hope there will be a lot of content. Overall, the Braves won the season series with the Phillies 11-8, swept them at home earlier this month, and I kind of thought that's where Atlanta really kind of curb-stopped them and, and put this thing, put them out of reach. But the Phillies did manage a split uh, at home uh, later in September and then maneuvered their way around the Cardinals' pixie dust and knocked out St. Louis, and our Gabe Burns was there to get this reaction from Phillies manager Rob Thompson on what he thought of the Braves. Yeah, just what are you, some of your early thoughts on facing the Braves, a team that you're obviously very familiar with? They're really good. They hit a lot of home runs. They score runs. They got good starting pitching. They got a good bullpen. They're well-rounded. They play good defense. Very well-rounded, just like a lot like this team, you know. Um, Cardinals are a good ball club. Atlanta's a good ball club, and they're the defending world champions. Until you beat them, they're the world champions. So we went there. We got to get, play good baseball and and uh, do play the way you know we played here in, in St. Louis. And the game two starter, Aaron Nola. Aaron, you were just talking about how you guys know the Braves so well. How do you think familiarity kind of plays a role in this series? I mean, got to do the little things right. You know, we've played a lot of games against them, and you know, I've pitched a lot of games against them. So it's uh few other of our pitchers as well um for for pitching staff it comes down to executing um, is, is the main thing and trying to try to get that leadoff guy out um you know they're they can, they can hit they hit for, hit for average you know hit for power they run the base as well so i mean 
do a lot of things well. So, but uh, we also do a lot of things well as well, and we're definitely looking forward to, to that series. Braves beat the Phillies by 14 games in the regular season. Do you feel like they are that much better in a short series? No, because the Phillies have obvious talent. Um, I think the Braves are a better team, and I think the depth will show that um, both in the rotation and in the lineup. But a five-game series doesn't give you as much opportunity to use your depth. I think the Braves are better than the Phillies and that you can trust them more. Um, if you're rooting for the Braves, you know a lot of those guys are going to come up big in big moments. That's who they are. That's the identity of this team. They have seen everything. They play their best when their back is against the wall. They play their best in big moments. Those do not phase them. The Phillies, on the other hand, have always had this reputation, at least this current team the last few years, for stumbling in those big moments, um, making big mistakes, <laughs> tripping over themselves. That's not the same Phillies team that you see coming into Atlanta, though. I think they're a lot better. I don't think they're more than 10 games uh, worse than the Braves, um, especially when you consider that in a best-of-five series, you need three wins, and you've got Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola going. Um, and one of them can go, you know, twice, presumably, uh, if you, if you would want. And so, um, I, I don't think they're that much better, that much worse than the Braves. I do think the Braves are clearly better. And I think where we could see this series decided is kind of on what you said on during that sweep in Atlanta, the Braves kind of just put their foot on the Phillies neck for lack of a better term. And, and this team can kind of stomp other teams when, when it needs to, when it wants to. And I think that could be a difference is if the Braves just completely overmatch and overpower the Phillies. But I think the Phillies have enough talent in that clubhouse uh, and have enough momentum going here to where this is going to be a closer series than, than maybe a lot of people think. Or maybe I'm just completely wrong and the Braves will take three. Well, let's look at the rotation first. Thompson would not commit to a game one starter just yet. Well, we haven't talked about it yet. We, you know, we we're just trying to get through this now, and there's a bunch of champagne being poured on everybody right now. So we haven't had a time to have have a meeting, but uh, eventually we'll get there. But uh, you know, Suarez is lined up as the first, the next starter. So, but you know, that's not set in stone. He's got two options, Suarez or Zach Wheeler on three days rest. Ooh, uh, that's, I mean, <laughs> if I knew, like, so I, I covered the Mets when Zach Wheeler was still a Met. Uh, so I spent around half a season around Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler is not going to let Rob Thompson put anybody else in there for game one. So somebody is going to have to take that out of his hands. <laughs> I think, I think you've got to go. I mean, I think you've got to go Suarez. Uh, I don't know if you can sacrifice Wheeler for that because he can still pitch another day. Now it is good to get momentum in the series and Zach Wheeler in a land area kid, Georgia boy, um, coming back home to pitch against the Braves would, would be a great story, you know, on three days. But I just think, I don't know if you could do that. I mean, I think you've got to go with Suarez and I think you've got to give yourself the best chance to line it up straight up uh, because I don't think they're that much worse than the Braves. Momentum means a lot in a best of five series, but I don't think they're that much worse than the Braves where they should do something out of desperation. I think they can line this thing up and, and actually, you know, maybe, maybe you pitch them on short rest 
later in the series, but I think they should line this thing up. I don't think they're that much worse than the Braves, even if you got to take one of those two games conceivably to have a chance. How will the Braves line it up after Max? Yeah, I think they'll go with with Kyle Wright and then Charlie Morton, I would think. Uh, and then it'll be can Spencer Strider. Like, I think to be safe, they might put him in, you know, that fourth spot or, or something like that. Um, I could see Bryce Elder getting – I could see them using an opener, but I could see, like, Bryce Elder getting a game um, or Jake Odorizzi somebody like that, or I could see them using an opener and then putting in like a Bryce Elder to piggyback that and like just take a, another chunk out of the game to get you to your late inning options. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, and then we'll see if Spencer Strider is really healthy and we should receive those updates Monday. Who's Who's got the edge there? You know, I think it's going to come down to Charlie Morton. Uh, so usually these playoff series are decided by which aces pitch the best. And I think that'll be true again. Like if the Braves can get to Aaron Nola or Zach Wheeler, like they're probably winning this series um, if they can get to one of those two. For the Braves, you trust Max Freed. Kyle Wright has also earned that trust. But can Charlie Morton give you a good start? And if Charlie Morton gives you a good start, then that really stacks the deck against the Phillies because that means you've gotten, you know, if the other two give you quality starts, that means you've gotten three quality starts. I think Charlie Morton's the big X factor here. Like, can he be that big game pitcher we've seen him be? Can he be that guy that rises up in the big moments? Can he be the one who slows the game down and becomes, you know, ground chuck Charlie Morton who is just terrific in big games? I think that's where the advantage is going to lie. Can Charlie Morton be better than a Ranger Suarez or a Kyle Gibson um, or a Bailey Falter or anybody else that they would throw, uh, you know, a long man in the boat, whatever, whoever it is. Can Charlie Morton be better than that? And I think that's where the scales get tipped. Uh, or if Spencer Strider, because we still don't know, like you still can't talk about if Spencer Strider is going to play a huge role. But if... Those, you know, if Spencer Strider pitches, I think the scales are balanced on, you know, can Charlie Morton, Spencer Strider give you something? Because I think the, you know, you can trust Max Freed, you can trust Kyle Wright. We don't know what Spencer Strider is going to be able to do, but if you can trust Charlie Morton too, and if he can be what he's been, I think the advantage goes to the Braves. Lineups. Braves lead the league in homers, second in pretty much every other important stat behind the Dodgers. But the Phillies are right there too. Yeah, the Phillies have a great lineup. Um, and you saw Bryce Harper leave the yard in Saturday night's game when they closed yep. out the Cardinals. Uh, what's most impressive to me is the Phillies are never really out of a game. They're kind of like the Braves in that respect where they are they just have a really good lineup. And I thought that the game one against the Cardinals in St. Louis, I was like, okay, like same old Phillies. Like they're here they go quietly into the night. Uh, but... Helsley was out there and they worked him uh, and kind of made a comeback. And then Palante was out there and they, you know, he got two ground balls, but the Phillies hit him through holes uh, and one of them went past Nolan Arenado. But I, I mean, I just think that the Phillies have the star power to be able to do this. Now I think their stars have to show up because I don't think they have the bra- the depth the Braves do it. And I, 
I am far more like I, I think we will see a Braves X factor make an impact more than we will see a Phillies X factor make an impact, if that makes sense. And what I mean by that is the Phillies are so reliant on their stars at the top of that lineup. I think a couple of those guys have to have big series for them to win or else the Braves are just going to be too much. Like I, but the Phillies do have the talent there and they are right there in those offensive categories. Um, and let's just say this too, like the Braves for his, rowdy as truest park is going to be the braves really need to take those two games because if the phillies take one of them with a chance to go back to philly we're you know a city that's going to see its first postseason baseball game in over 10 years uh and they need two wins it you know the braves have not played as well in philly this year and a couple of their worst games have come there um and so it's this matchup intrigues me because both teams have talent and now the season is zero zero like we always viewed the Phillies as behind the Braves behind the Mets well the Phillies could actually end up going further than the Braves and the Mets because they have the talent who knows if they will but this series intrigues me so much because the Phillies are definitely a better roster than the Cardinals say well the Phillies do not have a lot of talent is the bullpen Braves second in the National League in ERA. The Phillies are eleventh at four twenty-seven. Is it is this the Braves' biggest advantage here? I think so. I, I really think so. Now we saw them use. We saw the Phillies use Zach Eflin, who used to be a starter, um, in the you know at in the closer spot. They have David Robertson. Um, they have a few good relievers like Sir Anthony Dominguez um, or Jose Alvarado pitch big innings for them. They do have three or four guys that maybe you can trust and maybe they've got good enough stuff. Um, but I do think that this is the Braves' biggest advantage, if only because it helps them slow lineups down if they need a comeback or if they're just trying to shut the game down. It really has just helped them kind of restore order in games. Like when you've got guys like Rysel Iglesias and A.J. Minter who pitched before the ninth inning um, and, you know, a guy like Dylan Lee who can follow a starting pitcher or – somebody like Jesse Chavez who can pitch in any situation. The Braves are set here, and I trust their bullpen a lot more than I would trust the Phillies' bullpen. Um, I think this has to be Atlanta's biggest advantage. Like I think that's why the Phillies' starting pitching is so, so important for them in this series because if Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler don't go six or seven innings, the road just becomes a lot tougher for the Phillies to winning a ballgame. Oh, by the way, about that fortress that's been built around Truist Park? This place has been electric all year. I mean, it's just been a crazy good year as far as the energy in this place, the fans. Um, I, I said that Braves country is real, man. Those people, you know, they, they love the Braves, and we love them. Braves went 7-1, if you remember, in the postseason last year at home. And the one they lost, <laughs> they were actually winning in the World Series against the Astros after the Grand Slam and let it go. And that place is totally different in the postseason. Yeah, it's it's another animal. Um, and I think the Braves have built one of those vaunted environments. Uh, and, f- you know, I don't want to say feared because it's like it's not like opposing players fear for their lives. But one of those environments where you go into it and it's going to be rocking. And the home team feeds a lot off of it. And I think that goes into the Braves' style of play. Like, it's they're a high-powered offense, and that gets the crowd going. Uh, and it's kind of just a circle that goes around and around. 
it is going to be a wild atmosphere there this postseason. And I expect the Braves to have a lot of success there this postseason. That is one of those reasons conceivably like that could repeat is because they do play so well at home and the, so much of the postseason is about taking care of your business at home uh, because it's just like you can't let teams steal games there. And you can't in this series, especially when it's going to go back to Philly for two. Um, it's one of those premier environments in baseball when you look at the sellouts that they're selling out basically half of the games this year. Um, I think it ended up being – it's becoming one of those crazy – environments in baseball now we here at the atlanta journal constitution are also loading up for unprecedented Braves coverage this postseason we're basically sending everybody to the game except the delivery man we've got 10 people that are going to cover the postseason for us to provide you compelling stories photos and of course we hope this podcast so make sure you never miss a moment of our coverage by subscribing to the atlanta journal constitution you'll get unlimited digital access to all of our Braves after the game pages in the e-paper, our Braves Report newsletter, Mark Bradley's buzz, and all of our stories on AJC.com. So go to subscribe.ajc.com slash season pass to get everything we have to offer for just $125 a week. And you get a special gift for Braves fans. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash season pass so you always know what's really going on. All right, now time for the first postseason edition of Ask Justin, where we answer Braves fans' questions on Twitter at Justin C. Tiscon. First up, from Oren, who should play left? Yeah, I think you've got to go with Eddie Rosario. I mean, I think, think you've got to go with the platoon between him and him and Grossman. And I think that's what it's going to be. Unless a hot hand emerges, I think they'll start out with a platoon there. I think they like Eddie Rosario's ceiling there, which is why we saw him get a lot of time down the stretch. But Robbie Grossman's a guy who's given you really professional at-bats, too. Um, but for now, I think they probably lean to- more toward the platoon. From Karen Ryan, update on Max Freed. Heard he still may be ill. Yeah, it sounded like he was still, maybe at the beginning of last week, was still like not feeling terrific. But I think he should be good to go. I mean, unless it was worse than a stomach bug or there was something else going on, which we haven't been allowed inside the facility this weekend, so we wouldn't know just quite yet. It, it He should be good to go unless something happened. From Jesse, thoughts on Jake Odorizzi's initial role, assuming dependent on Strider's health, but also a good arm to maybe have on the roster if you need innings in an out-of-hand game. Yeah, I think he's definitely a good arm to have on the roster. I He hasn't pitched well since the Braves acquired him, save for a few starts. But I think he's a valuable arm in that he's a veteran guy. Um, he's been in big moments before. You know, when the Braves needed it most in Miami – he pitched, you know, he had a terrific start to help lead them to victory. Um, and you do need a long man. You do need somebody to eat innings to save a bullpen in the postseason. Um, and I think he's that guy. Or you could even use him after an opener if you feel like, you know, like third time through the order, he's not going to be as good. So it's like just chunk it a little bit and use him after an opener. There are multiple ways you could use him. But I don't think Jake Odorizzi is bad enough to not be on the postseason roster. I think there is a role for him. I think that'll be like eating innings or being a length guy. Um, so even if he doesn't get a start, I think he could play a crucial role. All right, last one from Spicy Chicken Nugget. We had a chance to meet Spicy Chicken Nugget at our Braves Report uh, live podcast at the stadium a couple weeks ago. Uh, he asked, the article you wrote with quotes on Terry McGurk saying he wants the Braves to have a top five payroll soon. What would that look like in the 2022-2023 offseason theoretically? Yeah, I think that would, I mean, if they were to go up to that level and, and reached it, you know, within the next year, I think that looks like getting a frontline starter. Um, 
extending Dansby Swanson, and if Dansby Swanson leaves, signing a top-tier shortstop like a Carlos Correa or Trey Turner, even though I don't think the Braves would go that high uh, with the prices that those two would be commanding, especially Trey Turner. Or getting, you know, like a great a great outfielder, a great left field option, even though there are in-house options for that. I think that a lot of it could be, you know, a frontline starter um, if they really wanted to increase payroll, getting a guy, you know, kind of to pair with Max Freed there. And it is Monday, so we still have our winners of the week segment. You first. Oh, man. My winner of the week is uh, um, I'm going to go with Kirby Yates. Uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. So around a clubhouse, there are just so many stories. Uh, and everybody popping champagne and smoking cigars has one of them. Kirby Yates is one of the good ones on the Braves about a guy who had never been to the postseason, had never been on a team that had clinched the division and got to experience it for the first time. Uh, and so the guys who got to experience that for the first time, um, I'll just change my winner of the week to those guys, the guys who got to experience it for the first time, the Michael Harris's, the Spencer Striders, the Vaughn Grissom's, the Kirby Yates's, uh, guys who are here because they want to win um, and who are helping this team win and uh, got to experience that. Mine is Robinson Cano. Because he started this postseason with three different ways to get a World Series ring. And when we get to the Division Series, he'll still have two. Whether I, it's the Braves, the Padres, or the Mets. That's like the veteran route to go. Like, I, you know, Nelson Cruz should do that in the future. A couple other guys <laughs> who were coming up on it. Justin Verlander in the future. Um, should just, yeah, you... If you can make it on four or five rosters, you know, contenders, and everybody takes a shot on you, you greatly increase your chances. Here's the funny thing, though, is that Robinson Cano, with that, with being on all those teams, that was like four contenders. Like, what if he were on the Royals or the Tigers or the? I mean, it wouldn't. We wouldn't have this this quite much to talk about with him. But uh, kudos to Robbie. Well, Jesse Chavez has been on rosters of three different teams four different times this year fortunately for him the one he plays the best with is really good and he's already got a ring with him exactly yeah hopefully jesse chavez will have time to zip up his suitcase you know after this postseason after hopefully a successful postseason run all right that's it for us don't forget we're going to be on twitter spaces before every game at noon and then we're going to have podcast after every game right here on the braves report so please rate review follow share and subscribe and justin let's strap in this is going to be a lot of fun yeah, yeah, this will be a lot of fun, and thanks to everybody for listening and supporting us, and uh, we will be back. You will be hearing a lot from us. All right, we'll see you after game one right here on the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years and I am still amazed at how rich the city's black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. 
Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Constitution.